Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sip on the go with a Starbucks iced shaken espresso. Our signature roast, shaken with ice, then finished with a splash of milk. Customize it to match your style on the Starbucks app. Make today a good day. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. So hello, welcome back to the Base Impact Podcast. It's great to have you along. We drop these every Friday. Another special guest I've been looking forward to catching up with, um, a suburban bass artist, uh, my own label. But he was so prolific, um, his tunes were, were on some of the biggest labels in the scene back then, Moving Shadow, Back to Basics, and some absolute classics. I mean, some of my favorite tunes that, that weren't on my own, my own label. And uh, I, I, we're gonna go through a couple of the artist names that he used with us and, and other labels, but an incredible output during that defining period of, of drum and bass and jungle. Uh, without further ado, here's Lee Smith, AKA Dread Bass. Lee. Hello there. Hello, mate. <laughs> Hello, mate. I mean, it has, it has been a long time, mate. I mean. We've caught up just recently over the last few months, uh, but there's been there's been a bit of a, a gap since we've chat, and it's so lovely to catch up with you again. How you been keeping? I've been all right, you know. It, 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 uh, somebody said to me the other day, you know how long it's been since you sort of released Red Bass, and I was like, I know, I feel old, but the thing is, I'm all I'm still into it, and that, that's all I all I all I ever get off people is. Oh, you, you, you've got to get back into it. You've got a big name. Why aren't you doing it? And I said, well, I am doing it. I just I just don't know which way I want to go. But yeah, I'm doing fine. Yeah, I'm not going away. I'm still here, but I've just, you know. Yeah. yeah. And, and <laughs> as an artist, you've got to do it for, for the love and the passion. And you've got to be inspired. You can't just go and switch on the, the computer and, and the samplers and just make a banger. You've got to be in the right headspace and stuff, right? So... You do it when when the inspiration comes. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I've got a day job. You know, we all know sales sort of disappeared. Um, so I've got a day job, as everybody I speak to has got a day job. Now we were back in the scene from back in the day, and uh, I get home, I switch the computer on. I think, yeah, I'll try something. Half an hour. I'm tired. I want to go to bed, and that's that. 
Yeah. Sometimes I get a bit of inspiration, but you know, yeah, it is hard. But it is yeah. hard. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, the, the interesting thing is, though, most of our um, our listeners here and the followers from the sub base page, I mean, they uh, they probably haven't heard from you before. You were like almost like an enigma. There was there wasn't many interviews you did back then so this is going to be one of the first times anyone's even heard your voice so this is quite a i feel quite privileged yeah, that you, my... you joined us <laughs> yeah yeah my black country accent yeah yeah i love my voice <laughs> everyone's gonna be like this fella from the midlands that's dread base yeah yeah makes absolute yeah. bangers so so yeah. let's just remind people i mean on suburban base um you i i had this thing back then lee where like I didn't want to have um, you know artist names that were on other people's labels. In hindsight, yeah. I probably should have just put your tunes out as Dread Bass because these probably went under the radar a little bit by giving them a different yeah. artist name, you know. Uh, but you you released with Suburban Bass under Soundstation and yeah. uh, as Basic Movements as well, and a couple yeah. of incredible some of my favourite tracks on the label, um, but probably a little bit under the radar because I think people made the connection that you were Dread Bass and. Uh, Obviously, ascend an ultra vibe for for back to basics. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, Kenny Ken, the sound station. Well, Kenny Ken was playing that track out quite a lot, but as you said, it was a name that nobody heard of, and I wish I'd used red bass. You know, it's just one of the things that you look back on and you think, oh, if I'd have done that, maybe that would have gone that way and that way. You know, yeah, it's trying to use different names, different projects, trying to do something slightly different. That was what I thought the idea was back then but yeah. in hindsight when you look back on things you know it might have been just stick with the one name that everybody knew and took it from there but yeah yeah and build it out but um yeah i mean they, they were some where, where did you start what was the first releases was that sort of back to basics because that was a Midlands yeah yeah that, label yeah back to basics yeah that's uh, well there was a shop in Wensby, which is where we, we me and Warren Autoboy um, sort of grew up, and he, we, we heard he had a recording studio and he hired it out at £10 an hour. And we had some sample CDs, and we thought, come on, let's go. He, 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 he will engineer the track. We just got to give him the ideas. And we did a track called What Kind of World? Mm-hmm. And it was the first track we did. And, and we all he was worried about was, are we going to make any money back to cover the money that we borrowed to go in the studio? And I said, you know, we kept saying, Jason, are you going to put this track out on Back to Basics? And he's like, oh, I don't know, mate, we'll see. But he, he sent that out. And the first time we had our track out was by Randall. Randall played it at um, yeah. a night at the Q Club. And Jason says, yeah, I'll sign that, you know, I'll sign that to Back to Basics. And we was, you know, we was, wow. We couldn't believe our luck. It was amazing. He signed it. It sold quite well. I think it sold about 5,000 copies, which back then was an okay tune. You know, it wasn't yes, massive. Yeah, it very good. Yeah. It wasn't a flop. It, it was an okay tune. And then uh, we thought, well, we'll get in the studio and do the next one. And, you know, the next one was the big one, basically, in our eyes. It was the one that we uh, that really put us on the map, which was Dead Based. Dead Red. Dead, dead dread. I mean, we, we're going to have a listen to it in a little while. We're going to chat about some music and stuff like that. Um, but then, then that saw you um, signed to Moving Shadow, which was definitely, you know, one of the biggest uh, yeah. labels in the scene. And, um, you know, what? how did that come about? What was the story there? Yeah, well, it, it, Jason, um, he was sort of friendly with Rob Playford from Moving Shadow. And what happened was, Kenny Ken took this, this uh, dead dread bass track down to London. He played it, I think it was at AWOL. Uh, Rob happened to be there. 
The next day, Jason, um, Rob, Play, Rob Playford phoned Jason up and says, oh, I've heard this tune, Kenny played it, oh, it's amazing. And Jason's like, well, yeah, what was it? And he said, I don't know, it's got gunshots, what the time, red, reverse bass. And Jason says, well, you would laugh when I tell you, but it's Liam Warren and Sender Autobive, they've made it. Do you want it on your label? And I think Jason kills himself for saying that now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Why he, yeah. why he didn't say, let's put it on back to base? I don't know. But that's 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 simple as that, really. And we was like, yeah, we want to be on Memory Shadow. That's a big, big label. Let's go for you. Yeah, and it really worked. Well, it I think it did... maybe helped find a bigger audience. I mean, it really sort of got it out there, didn't it? You know? Yeah, well, yeah, we didn't know how big the track was going to be. And I think Jason may have struggled to get to the the right you know get the right publicity uh, and get it out to as many people as as, as Rob did because obviously Rob had the Rob had the the history and and, and in the contacts and he knew really know what, what to do and when he got Pete Tong played it I don't think Jason could have got Pete Tong to play that on Radio One on a Friday night but Rob did so that was yeah. reaching to a, a bigger audience so it was the right decision I think in the end and you know we, we're glad we did. Yeah, I, I mean you know maybe it would have built on on its own because it was just such a massive track and. Astonishing! You're saying that was literally the second time you went in the studio. That was the, sec- the second track you made, right? Oh no, yeah. It, it, well, yeah, it was the second track we made, and in some ways, I think it was probably be. I mean, it was good. Don't get me wrong; it's an amazing thing. But after that track, we were always trying to then follow that track. And you know, as many artists out there will know, it's not easy to do a track as big again the second time in fact you're kind of chasing that track for the rest of your producing days really and you know it has been odd people will always think well it's not as good as that one it's not as good as that one and um, i wish it maybe come a little bit later down the line who knows i don't know but yeah you kind of set a set a benchmark for yourself you know it's like that's that's always like the level you gotta get to yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah a high benchmark yeah so yeah i'll tell you what we're going to listen to some music sort of d- during this podcast anyway why don't we have a listen to that now and uh and then we'll, we'll chat some more about that okay. and some some other music Yeah. 
So amazing, amazing tune. I mean, like I, I just remember that being played at you know the likes of AWOL and, and places like that. And the first time I heard it, just it getting the rewind, obviously, when that bass line comes in. <laughs> Incredible. One of the I mean, just one of the drops of of the 90s, you know, and, and one of the defining tracks of Jungle. And I can see why that's such a, a hard kind of act to follow, you know? Yeah, yeah. People tell me all the time it, it was their tune of the 90s, you know? It was their sort of growing up tune. It was the tune that made, to them, that was their jungle tune, that defined jungle. Which is, it's good. I like that. And it's it's really nice to hear people say that. It makes me sort of realise why I make the music in the first place for, which is, you know, to... to get my point across all the people and it it worked yeah absolutely yeah and then and there was a couple of remixes that followed i think uh andy andy c and ant did a origin unknown mix and there was a couple yeah. of remixes on that, that yeah there's quite well. a few remixes out i think we um <laughs> i mean i've lost track of how many remixes but yeah rob did one andy c did one jason did one um that's just a name but a few but yeah there's a few vips out there that never got released as well which Ooh, I'm that's interesting nice. Well, yeah, may somewhere uh, be able to dig them out for for um, possibly release. Yeah, I maybe. mean, now listen, all all, <laughs> all our listeners' this podcast are just going crazy right now. I mean, if that's the case, and and you know, uh, we've been chatting over the last sort of couple of months, and and there are some uh, so you, you was maybe working on an album project, and there's some unreleased material, perhaps. That's uh... yeah, that's right. There's a quite a few tracks that we sort of did, but never really put them out. And some tracks, I think, could probably be work. And it, you know, we're looking at maybe, maybe putting some together, and uh, maybe putting a little. It's uh, really interesting. EP compilation album, I don't know, but yeah, yeah, it is. It, feel, it, it is. feels like there's a bit of a revival going on right now. I don't know whether it's you know. 2020 sort of the, the the year that we've had people that like maybe got a little bit more time at home or they're they're, they're reminiscing to you know more uh, happy times i guess but um yeah, yeah, there, yeah. there definitely seems like you know some sort of like revival um and and and, and interest in you know this material from the 90s i think people are going to kind of lose their minds to, to to hear that you know you've got some stuff there that's been yeah. sitting on a that tape you know well crazy. yeah yeah i know yeah so yeah there's a lot of people that says oh have you got that certain remix that i heard high play and it never came out um and some of these things we, we've kind of we found some other vip mixes that we've done and i have been um and arming for a long time whether what to do with these but i think this year for whatever reason people are sort of into into the into what made them happy with as growing up and them looking for something to spark that that feeling of the good old days, I think, and and I think it might be some yeah. of that I can sort of might be worth looking into and releasing yeah. a few bits. Yeah, I mean, we all deserve a little bit of happiness, you know, the, yeah. the year that we've just had, and we're just sort of going into a new year now, and uh, you know, let's let's enter twenty twenty one with a bit of positivity, you know, and yeah. uh, and hopefully it's better better for everyone all round. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I mean, Definitely. you were really prolific. I mean. You, how many tracks did you release? You know, using like Ascend and Ultra Vibe and, and all the other artist names. You got yeah. I couldn't even add it up. Oh, <laughs> I'm just trying to think now. As you're saying to me, I think I've got to release at least thirty odd, twelve inches, um, 
and to be honest with you, some of the ones I couldn't even remember off the top of my head. I'd have to dig through my records. It was, we had quite a few different labels where we could try different things. We even had a garage label. You know, we did a few garage bits. Uh, and I think from 94 to about 2000, six years i was i was producing music non-stop really you know i had that much sort of inspiration and that many ideas and i worked with different people the dream team yeah auto vibe um i just wanted to get these ideas down and yeah there's quite yeah. a few tracks i did that's right you you did um a remix for suburban bass the dream team remix it was the dead dread remix of stamina and that was that was busy b and pugwash so it was right, like yeah. you know great great lads i always enjoyed sort of uh hanging out with and, and the, the releases they did on the uh, on the Suburban Bass label and you remix that for them so it was quite a relationship yeah. with you know, did, our, yeah. our artists and yeah we've gone quite well with, um, with Dean and um, the, st- the stuff that you released with Suburban Bass then Sound Station uh, Basic Movements I, I love Basic Movements but like that um, I feel like it went under the radar again. You know, bubble and wine, jelly, those those tunes there. Yeah. And and um, that that might be worth a little revisit. Yeah. If I don't know if you've if we can dig up the parts to that, but imagine if we revisit some of those ones that kind of. Oh like, uh, you know, well, yeah. I'd have to have a look. Yeah, a lot. Of, I mean, there's a lot of samples that we had on. Because um, it's all computers nowadays. Everything's done on computers. And mm. Back then, it was an Akai sampler and a, and a Commodore um, Amiga computer or a, an Atari ST. And a lot of the samples I do have, but a lot of the samples I don't have. And I'm so gutted I don't have all the samples. I don't even have the Dread Bay samples. I've got to sort of dig them out from the original place that I got them from. I don't have my, my discs no more that I, I, yeah. I actually save. So I don't know where they've gone. I just don't know where they've gone and it's a shame because there is a lot of tunes out there that I could sort of give a little remix a little sort of different flavour and I ain't got the samples and it was the technology at that time was all floppy disks wasn't it yeah everything on floppy disks you you mean you didn't you didn't keep them it almost felt like you know I got some (laughs) you got some of them I've got some I've got some but I think because we had so many different studios we was using some got lost left let's say back to basic studio and then as me and Jason sort of didn't get on much, we sort of went our separate ways. I don't know what he did with them, and I've asked him for, to see if he could find them, and he hasn't got them. So, yeah, they've gone. Yeah, it's just a shame, really. Yeah, yeah, I wish yeah. I'd have kept them all. It, it was almost a bit disposable to us back then. I don't think we expected that people were going to be listening to these little tunes we were doing in, like, you know... I mean, our studio was a converted garage, and most studios were, like, you know, a room above the record shop or whatever. Yeah. And uh, I don't think we expected people to be listening to them 30 years later and having this kind of interest. It's quite no, uh, I, overwhelming. I, I never did. Yeah, I never did. I never thought people would be listening to it this far down the line. I really thought that it would be gone, that it would be like, oh, what's that old stuff? Oh, what are you playing that for? I didn't really think it would have a life 30 years later. No way did I back then. Yeah, it definitely does. And then you, you're, you're hearing some of the the, the the bigger artists, I guess, that emerge from the scene, like your Chase and Status and stuff like that. They've uh, they've done a track. I mean, let's uh, let's call it a, a tribute, shall we? Because there's a, there's a yeah, let's there's let's, a, yeah. let's call it that. It's the nicest thing we can yeah. say. On on the Return to Jungle project, they've done a song that sounds remarkably similar to Dread Bass. What, what have we got to say about that? <laughs> well, you know what? I didn't even know about this until recently. Um, one of the drum sound lads, uh, he sent me a message saying, have you heard the Chasing Status track? They've used your bass line. And I thought, well, everyone's sort of used my bass line at one point or another. I'll have a listen to it. 
and I didn't expect it to be the old riff just taken lifted off the record I mean I really was yeah. I didn't know what to think at first I thought am I angry at this am I am I sort of um you know sort of what's the word I'm looking for impressed that they've, they've took my sample um um but the, but now time's gone by I've sort of gone yeah actually no I like it and it's given me a bit of extra sort of oomph in my producing a bit of extra inspiration because I thought well if I'm sort of taking that I've got now I I made it. If I can't do nothing with that baseline, then you know I mean who can? So yeah, it's given me a bit of extra sort of bit of extra wing yeah. under me wings, if you want, a bit of extra inspiration. So in one Good. way, it's 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 great. It's helped me out, and I, you know I've contacted those guys to see say thank you, and but they ain't got back to me yet. I'm probably too busy. I understand that, but yeah, yeah. I think they should. It, well, I, I know I know Saul quite well. I'm I'll, I'll let him know to give you a shout. You know, yeah. Uh, maybe maybe, <laughs> Thanks, yeah. maybe if you get one of these done, maybe they. Are you a remix yeah a little nod and a thank you yeah I'll have a word I'll see what I can arrange um, yeah, let's, let's talk about some of the music that sort of inspired you and I asked you before okay. we got on this podcast you know um, give me give me a couple of tracks that we can sort of chat about on there and the ones that you threw at me I'm like I would have picked them myself um, yeah it's just yeah I really would these, these were things that were really important to me as well I'm going to play uh, the first one up um, this was a, a an '87 release. I mean, I would I would have been at school at this time. You know, I hadn't even sort yeah, of like, me too, like yeah. yeah, exactly. And, and but but um, this is a tune that um, uh, really was like I would have considered like an electro song. So I guess you were coming from like a, a hip hop, you know, break dance kind of like vibe. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah at that time. So let's have a listen. Yeah, this yeah. is um, this is Nitro Deluxe, this brutal house. Let's have a little listen to that, and we'll have a chat after. go not nitro deluxe this brutal house and this is one of the tunes that in, inspired you or it, it was a favorite from from growing up or it actually inspired you to want to make music uh all of the above um i i was into sort of the the electro music and a bit of a sort of the early rap and hip-hop um and then i i i got bored for christmas by me nana a portable you say ghetto blaster portable record radio and one night I, I put a tape in and I was flicking through some of the stations and I come across this pirate radio station from Birmingham called PCRL. 
and I, I just happened to record this. It was called the Street Sound Show, and he played this track that you, you Nightfall Deluxe. And I thought nothing more of it really. And at our school, we had this coach that pick us up outside our school of a Monday evening and take us to this under 18s disco. <laughs> anyway, yep. so we get to this disco of a Monday night, and Chad Jackson's doing his thing. He's the guest star, Chad Jackson. And then they're playing all this house music that I never heard of. And this one track, this Nightfall Deluxe, was played. And I just remember thinking, oh, that track there, that's really great. Anyway, I'll get home play the cassette that I'd been recording and unwittingly I'd recorded Nightfall Deluxe on there and so to me that was the first track that I sort of really loved and it, it sort of it really felt good when I heard it and it sparked off an interesting sort of electronic music not hip-hop or stuff with breaks so much but more electronic music synthesizers drum machines and that's what really got me into wanting to know and learn about you know anything electronic and making music that was the track that started it for me yeah, absolutely. And and what was really interesting with that track, I mean, to my ears, it kind of bridged that gap between like electro, electro breakdance kind of stuff that we were into earlier and house music. You know, was it a house track or is it an electro track? To me, well, to me it was an electro track. It really bridged yeah. that gap, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To me, it was a house track. And, and but I get what you're saying. It, it, it is one of them tracks that sort of it's electro, it's house, it's both. And uh, you yeah. could break dance to it. You could dance to it in a club for the house track. It, it, it yeah. was first track for me that took crossed over and yeah, and, and yeah i just it just even now when i hear it it just sounds so uh, so uh, i can't even i haven't got the words to describe it it's well, just a track that means something it, to me it definitely means so but it, it's bang up to date but so you can play it now and it sounds great yeah, maybe, maybe can, pitch yeah. it up a little bit but also yeah, yeah. at that time this was like 87 that predated stuff like um 808 state and and yeah. like the stuff that walk records were doing a couple of years later yeah. and you can hear yeah. that kind of that bleep techno thing i think we called it at the time you can hear yeah, that yeah, yeah. in in that song yeah. and it predated their yeah. stuff by a couple of years you know which yeah i found very influential you know I, the, the warp stuff we really was really into yeah you know? how about yeah. yourself yeah you yes. know, well yeah i mean the war stuff for, for me this nitrogen looks track the bass line's heavy and then you got with the warp you've got the lfo track which is probably the first real track to explode with uh, an 808 bass boom or or i, I think they use a sine wave but it, it, it created that heavy deep bass in tracks after but for me nitrogen deluxe was was the first track from that era that started that heavy eq in e processing sound in, in a track before then it was just mainly it, well, it wasn't fat. It was the first track that really says, "Right, let's let's have some bass in our record." And it, yeah, you put it on, you play your speakers. It was great. Yeah, I mean, it, re it really was a heavy track. There was some like, some proper proper bass line in that, and then like you can you can just hear the history of it and stuff like that. Where I mean, the songs that you suggested yeah. to me, I, I know that you was uh, into your hip hop, electro, that kind of stuff. There's an there's another song on, on the the ones you suggested to me, Dynamics Two, give the DJ a yeah. break. We'll have a little listen in a second. But yeah. that was like it was one of those songs for if you was listening to DJs like Chad Jackson, who was uh, one of the kind of the DMC sort of like scratch yeah. DJs. Uh, this was something you're into that, that yeah. period. Yeah, you never try and be a tur turntablist. <laughs> never. I was never really good at scratching. No, I tried, but it wasn't my thing. But I went to the DMC finals, and it and it was just like, wow, this is amazing. I really like what they do. I can't do it, but I like what they do. Uh, and this record, Dynamics Two, it sums up sampling for me. It's the first record that you get which is made from samples. 
You know, yeah. it's it's it, it's got its own beat, but it's got samples that makes up the track, and that was what sparked for me sampling. I don't have to be a musician; I can make music using samples. That is very interesting. I mean, let's let's talk about. It. Let's have a little listen. We'll talk about it on yeah. the other side. Dynamics two, give a DJ a break. I mean, you you were saying before we listened to that, the the use of samples and obviously the cutting and scratching and stuff like that. But the use of samples, it gave you the kind of like the 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 first notion that oh, actually, you know, this is a way to make music and and this yeah. could be something that I I could maybe make a career of as well. Yeah, that's right. Because I'm not music trained. I can't play and I can't read music. I certainly can't play the piano. But for me, I thought, well, hang on. Got Planet Rock in there. That's my favourite record. You've got quite a different bit of samples that I recognise, and he's it, it's, it's got all this going over the drum machine, and the track's amazing. And well, if he can do that, surely I can do that, you know. So it was, it was an inspiration to think I can do that. I'm going to try and see what I can come up with. And the track itself, it's just, it's just, it's the next step from Nitro Deluxe, where it's got a heavy bass again. I mean, the bass on that, that, that is our bass. That is Jungle Bass. That is an 808 bass. So if anybody knows that track knows what they've used there. And it, it's just, I mean, even today when I play it, and I do play quite a lot, at least once a week I play these, this music, and it, it means so much to me. It takes me back to a time where, you know, anything could happen. I believed anything could happen, you know, and and I just, I just love it. And I don't think you'll ever find tracks again for me anyway personally i'll never find a track again that means so much as the tracks from the 80s you know it sort of it sparked off what we listen to today uh, music today is so much more segregated but yeah yeah that track just says it all i could talk forever about it <laughs> well, go, go ahead we got all the time in the world we got all the time in the world mate and, and this is this is what the listeners want to hear you know i mean to hear your love and your passion for this you know and um and even talking more technically about it you know you know what what that base was made up of i mean yeah when you came up with the the, the dread bass base which is like almost the bass sound on its own you know it's like yeah it's, yeah you created a bass sound what was that how did you come up with the dread bass base was it well, like a, an 8 away and a sine wave nah, was it layered well no well no i mean <laughs> just actually yesterday i was trying to recreate it exactly how we've created it. you know what it's hard it's hard to get it exactly how we've created it i mean the technology now that we use isn't quite the same as let's say the Akai sampler. The, the time stretching in, in an Akai sampler is so much more 
precise than it, let's say on 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 programs that I use. But what we used was it was a house base, and we reversed it obviously. But we also time stretched it, only slightly time stretched it, and that was it. As simple as that. I think we cut the end, the, the beginning off a little bit because it was quite a long sound, so we, we shortened it a little bit. And that was it. But actually, to recreate that now on the system that I'm using, I find it very difficult. It really is difficult. So it was just the right time, the right place. We pressed the right buttons. We got the right sound. And I think we were just lucky that everything else fell into place, really. You know, I think I just can't even explain it. It was just so difficult to try and get that sound now that I think then... Yeah, we we just hit we just hit it we just was it the yeah. right place at the right time that's, that's that's all I can say on that base really but some some of these production techniques that that yourselves and and you know other artists on on suburban bass and and shadow and all these some of these production sounds were like a happy accident almost you know yeah and, yeah. and we and pushing the 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 equipment to do things that you know like like the the bass that you get out of the the sampler the sine wave you know stuff like that yeah that, that wasn't designed to to be an instrument <laughs> no no it wasn't. and no. we all used it like that right so. yeah 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 we pushed the equipment in ways that it wasn't meant to be pushed and that's that's what that's what sort of our music's about it's pushing the boundaries constantly pushing the equipment to something new getting a new sound getting going somewhere that maybe it wasn't designed for but that's that's what i think that's what our music is about it's definitely about that yeah experimental and and you still carry carry that passion now i mean i I know you've been maybe it's been a bit therapeutic during uh you know the the scene of 2020 to get back in the studio and do some stuff you still carry that passion i do i've always had a studio i've never i've always had been able to go upstairs switch on the computer and and make some music it's i've struggled i've struggled to even know what kind of music i like because it's been a bit difficult as some years um but I think the last year or so, music for me, it's going in a direction that I like, and I've just, I've just getting this newfound inspiration, and you know, it, it, I love it. I absolutely love it, and I don't want to miss a second of it. So I am really sort of trying to do as much as I can while I've got this sort of vibe, if you will, going on. That's yeah, perfect. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we got we got to keep doing it as long as long as it makes us happy. You know what I mean? I think and, so, yeah. and if you yeah. feel like you've got something to offer. Um, yeah. put, put it out in the world, you know, that's why we did it in the f- first time around. So that's it. Yeah, it's not about the money, it's about doing it because we love it. And it's always been about that for me. And I think one of the tracks that you might play in a bit was done from the heart, it wasn't about money. I just basically said one day, you know what, I'm going to do a track that I want to listen to in the car, driving around with my mates. And you know, it went a different way for me that did. And that's, I learned a lot from that. Yeah, you're, you're talking about that. another Dread Bass track here called Baby Tears, right? That's the one, yeah, yeah, so that's it. Let's have a little listen to that. And yeah, and you, go on, yeah. You, you explain to me, you know, how that came about. Okay, and, yeah. And we'll have the conversation about that.
go. Another huge red bass track, and uh, that track, Baby Tears, an absolute banger on the scene. Did really well. But you was explaining, you know, you, you did this. It's just from the heart. It's just something you want to do for yourself. Yeah, I mean, after doing Dread Bass, um, what the time Dread, everything after that was was about trying to recreate that track or be better, and it, you know it, it was hard. And I just thought one time I sat in the studio and I thought I'm going to make something that I want to I want to listen to out with my mates in the car. It's got a bit of a nice sound system. Let's let's have something with a bit of bass. I want to do something. I'm not going to even go worry about putting this track out. I'm just going to do it because it's what I want to listen to. And, and I just came up with that. I mean, I just found, found some samples. I, thought, I like that. I like that. Yeah, that's that's nice. It probably wouldn't work in a club, but I like that. And I put them together and I created that. And everyone who heard it says, you know what? You should send that out. I said, yeah, well, you think so? It's a bit of a long intro. It's, it's a bit stringy. It's a bit hands in the air kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Send it out. And I sent it out. And you know what? Groove Rider absolutely rinsed it. And fair play to him. You know, I didn't think anybody would play it. And it, it, it sold quite well. And the people that come up to me and talk about that track, they say exactly what I was feeling. You know, it, it's got them. It, it, it makes them feel warm inside. It, it really makes them, it really says something when they listen to it. You know, and it, it's like, oh, that's what I was trying to do. Well, maybe I'm onto something here, <laughs> you know, and, and that's when, where it went. And, and I do try and have that in mind when I make music now that I'm going to do this, not for the sales but i'm doing this because it's something that maybe i would want to hear when i'm out you know forget oh you gotta that's not gonna sell or rewrite a one player that or that's not a kenny ken track i'm doing it for me not for them i'm doing it for me and if anybody else likes it then then great that that's you know i've achieved what i want to achieve so yeah it's just i think that's good advice for anybody out there that wants to make some music is do it because it's coming from you. Don't do it because somebody expects you to do a certain thing a certain way or you want to do it because maybe that's how it should be done. Do it because you want to do it. And I think uh, you can't go wrong. I, I think that's fantastic advice. You know, m- music is a feeling in so many yeah. ways. You know, it yeah. has to cut yeah. a feeling from inside you. And and um, like you say, quite often it's the ones that you least expect that become the most successful. You were doing that for, yeah. for no reason other than yourself. And that one yeah. actually ended up on a TV commercial. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. How, how did that come about? Did that surprise you? You're like, how did that end up on a... Well, it did surprise me because, again, like I said, I, did it, I didn't do it because I wanted to... I thought it was going to be a banger. I did it, you know, because I wanted to hear it. And yet, we had a phone call from a, a, a company. Am I allowed to say the name of the company? I, I think you are, mate. It's all... <laughs> well, it was Centrum. <laughs> it was Centrum Vitamin Pills. And uh, they got contacted us said we'll only use your track um on one of our adverts can we use it and i'm like yeah okay i said where's the vocal from i'm a sample cd okay great so oh then we'll use it and i thought well yeah well i don't hear nothing from them again watching the tv one day and there it is <laughs> so, well, it's my track, you know <laughs> they were pl- they, they were playing with fire with that with that commercial it's like Take these pills, and you're going to yeah, be well, ju- you're going to be jumping around and full of energy. You no, know what? I never even what? like that. But yeah, what were they, what were they thinking? <laughs> oh, they're just vitamins. It's all right. Yeah, oh, sorry, yeah, yeah. sorry, vitamins. I've been I've been living in LA too long. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. So yeah, it, it, it was amazing, and uh, it just shows what you do if you really do it from the heart. You know, you, you can't go wrong, really. Yeah, yeah, and, and just an amazing career lee and um yeah, and i thanks. think this is in 
it's been really enjoyable sort of catching up with you on this podcast and over the last couple of months and I know we got plans to maybe do a couple of bits together and, and uh, yeah I'm sub, looking forward sub, to that sub base 30 uh, in 2021 yeah. so that'll be we're getting old we're getting, we're getting old man. we're <laughs> not we ain't getting old we're, we're just getting better yeah we're just, that's what my missus says we, yeah. Yeah, we're just getting better <laughs> Maturing like fine wine, but we can expect yeah. to hear some new stuff here. I mean, it's just such an amazing career. I, I think the listeners are going to be uh, so so happy to have heard from you. You know, you've uh, you've you've put out bangers, but kind of like remained a, a little quiet. Not done too many interviews over the years. I no, think people are going to no. find this real interesting. Was that yeah, was that hopefully. deliberate? Was that? <laughs> It was, uh, I, you know, I don't like the sound of my voice, you know, <laughs> I'm not one to sort of get up there and shout, but um, yeah, I, I'm not, I'm I'm not really one for the limelight, I like to, you know, I, I just like to keep myself to myself, and, and so, it, yeah, I did turn a few things there and all sort of shy away from it, um, but I've grown up a bit more now, and I think, you know, got to get your voice out there and, I, and I got, you know i've got something to say i want people to know uh, what 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 i was about so yeah you know i'm uh this podcast perfect absolutely perfect thank you so much for joining us and you, um you know stay safe love to you and the family and um, we'll you. catch up again really soon thank you very much lee cheers yeah. thanks Danny. cheers, cheers. Thanks for listening to the Bass Impact Podcast. Please subscribe for more episodes and follow Suburban Bass Records on our Facebook, Instagram and YouTube for updates and additional content. Thanks for your support. Tune in next time and stay safe. of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.